Hello, you're listening to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. You're listening to our next season preview, which is the New Orleans Saints, with Saints fan Joe Gregory. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of the New Orleans Saints. And with me, I've got a first time guest all the way from New Orleans. I've got with me Joe. How are you? Good morning, Andy, and welcome, welcome to the home of the Who That, man. We're doing great getting ready for tonight's big preseason, last preseason game. You know, to kick off our regular season. And are you are you going to the game as well, or are you, are you going to watch it from your from your TV? We're going to be watching from home. We do have work in in progress, so we won't be able to make it. But we will be there for the season opener, as always. Oh, very much. So, are you a are you a season ticket holder? Are you a regular goer to games in New Orleans? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Eight years strong, man. Oh wow! Wow, that's pretty impressive and i am um, when i go to new orleans this season i'm looking forward very much to experiencing the superdome so um hope you see there. yeah it's a, it's a very beautiful place very beautiful city very friendly man so we're definitely welcoming you with open arms when you do decide to come on down that sounds good that sounds great i'll be there for what week is it it's known as um i think it is a week eight match against las vegas will be the one i'm going to so um I'll be, I think it's around end of October, early November, I'll be there. So I'm looking forward to um, seeing what New Orleans has to offer. Indeed, and hopefully we can we can link up, man. And I'll yeah, definitely. Oh, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be, I'm going with a friend as well, so he's actually never been to an NFL game before. So I think it'd be good for him as well. His first ever game live, I think he'll really enjoy, especially the Superdome as well. He'll really enjoy the experience of doing that talk about a super experience man do know one thing it gets real loud mm. yeah talk earthquake kind of loud you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think i read somewhere and actually it did break the world record didn't it for um or one point had the world record for um decibels in the stadium so yeah that should be good yes sir yes sir if you if you won with ear problems, bring your earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember there was the the game I probably won't mention too much to you, but the game with the dodgy call against the Rams. I remember Jared Goff really struggling with the with with the noise of the stadium and how loud it was, and he couldn't even hear McVay's call sometimes on his under his helmet. So that's going to be a good experience. That's going to be yeah. great. Yes, indeed. It, it, I mean, we we just love to have fun, man. Mm. We love. Who that nation? You know, we the who that nation. We love our saints, man. So whatever we have to do to make sure they can get where they gotta get, we do that because we the who that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely one of the best fan bases. Um, so you mentioned how long have you been? How long have you been a Saints fan for? Obviously, you're from New Orleans. That sort of answers why you're a fan. But how long would you say you've been a fan for of the team? Well, you know, uh, I would have to say. Um, Let's see, I'm 45, so you're talking over 30 years strong, man. Yeah. Yep, ever since a teen, I've, I've been with the who that. Is there, like a, is there a player that sort of stands out to you as sort of one of your favorites you've seen as well, a fan? 
I'm I'm wearing this I'm wearing this shirt now, man. I am a I'm a Deuce McAllister fanatic. Okay, okay, yeah, that's um quite a throwback t-shirt that is as well. That's um quite quite a retro one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I love Deuce, man. Deuce was a just what it just what it say, a Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play, fair play. Um. So, going into the Saints' current predicament, um, the off-season, the, the major ins include Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry, Andy Dalton, and Daniel Sorensen, including the draft picks in the first round of Chris Olav, the world receiver from Ohio State, and Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, 19th overall. And the main outs include Quan Alexander, um, people like Taron Armstead, Ty Montgomery... Uh, Marcus Williams, Trevor Simmons, although that's probably not much of a loss, um, and someone like Kenny Stills for the same reason, and also Malcolm Jenkins to retirement. So, as a whole, as a Saints fan, Joe, how have you found your team's off season this year? Well, to be honest with you, man, uh, it what happened, what transpired, really brought a lot more hope to the city and to the team because you know. When we first acquired Drew, you know, we we were in the midst of the Katrina situation and stuff. And when Drew and Sean came aboard, it, it really brought hope to the city. And, and we did some great things. And it, it, it almost filled that way all over again, you know, with us, uh, with Sean uh, retiring and Drew retiring and we picking up uh, Dennis and so many great talented players man i mean that hope is is right back where it was you know when we made that super bowl run so we're definitely we're definitely super proud and and we're going to be super loud about it this year so everybody else might as well get ready cuz don't don't take those two losses from the uh, from the preseason don't take that as a uh uh, overbearing of what our team is going to be because it's we just practicing and getting ready right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saints are definitely one of the dark horses from the NFC. I mean, that defense is going to be nasty. I mean, adding Tyron Matthew as well to that, I think, is one of the best additions of the whole offseason. Um, one question I have, which we will mention in a minute, is obviously James Winston. Um, he obviously did really well last year in the Sean Payton, but now he's gone. So there's that worry for me in terms of the offense, as well as Michael Thomas. Is he going to be fit? Jarvis Landry, he's getting older each year. Um, so that is a worry for me. So in terms of James Winston, from your point of view, how are you viewing him going into this this season? Well, you know, uh, if it weren't for the injury last year, you know, I do believe his impact was was really what we needed, what we were missing. So we're looking at it as, you know, that his impact being that he's going to be able to return, we we have a real strong chance of making that playoff run and getting where we need to go, you know. Yeah, I mean, looking at his stats here, I mean, obviously, Evan members in flat year in 2019 where he had 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But this season, he had a 5-2 and two record in 2021, only threw three picks and had 14 touchdowns. And that, you think, over the course of the season would be around 25 touchdowns, maybe 9, 10 interceptions. So I think we saw a massive improvement 
under Sean Page, and I think he really did mastermind his success. So that is a worry in terms of the new head coaching staff. Thankfully, the new coach, Dennis Allen, already knows him, having been there as the DC last year. So in terms of that, I think James Winston, for me, is a big candidate for comeback player of the year. I think if he can do what he's doing last year, I think he's the kind of player that if you stop the interceptions, he's a really good player. I think that's been his biggest issue throughout his career is just the mental side rather than the actual anything else and just trying to avoid those costly picks. So I think I think if he can be what he was like before his injury last year, um, I do think you guys are massive dark horse. But if you get the 2019 version of Jameis or 2018 version, I, I do fear for you in that sense. But even not, I mean, you got, was it nine, eight wins last year, whatever it was, with, was it Trevor Simeon and... Taysom right. Hill and not great quarterback. So James Winston is far better than any quarterback you had playing last year when he was injured. So I think if you can get him in fully healthy again, which I think he will be, then I do feel that you guys should be a team to look out for. Yeah, the great plus is, you know, restructuring the offensive line to give him exactly what he needs to be able to do what he has to do. So with that, you know, I really feel, that's why I say we really, really feel that we're going to have a strong impact with Jameis because that offensive line went, you know, on the side, on his right side, we were having a whole lot of trouble. And I think they restructured it and got it where they needed to get it for him to have the proper protection he needs, you know. Mm. So I really feel his impact is going to be not just strong, but great. Do you think a lot of it relies on Trevor Penning? Because obviously, Taron Armstead is a massive loss for you guys, but obviously you've brought in a alignment in, in Trevor Penning. Do you think that he has a lot of pressure on him already? Being a 19th overall pick, coming in arguably to replace, you know, to replace um, Armstead, is that a worry for you? Or do you think that Penning can come in and um, replace... I- I think he I think he'll be able to hold his own because you know again it's not it's not a Sean era anymore but it is is the Dennis Allen era now so I think Dennis will focus on that specific area because he knew that it was a problem last year and I want a lot of people to remember that last year Dennis had to had became the head coach for a few of the games due to the COVID and, and all kind of other little issues that Sean had, had ran into. So he, he himself had his practice start last year. You know what I'm saying? So he had, he got his feel for the new Orleans saints as a head coach last year. So all he had to do now was take from what he, what he, what he saw last year and and instituted into this year. So that's why the moves, the the people we picked up, that's why I say, you know, he really, really, he did his homework, you know. Yeah, I think that that can make a massive difference because you look at these new head coaches, you've got Joshua Daniels who had experience in Denver, but apart from that, you've got Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, you've got... um, Nathaniel Hackett, you've got a lot of these new coaches that actually haven't head coached before and whilst only a few games, at least Dennis Allen has got that experience as well as working under Sean Payton last year, probably learning a lot from him as well as the fact that he has had those few games in the COVID times where he has had a go 
does that give you confidence going into this season in terms of making the playoffs, in terms of the fact that he has got that experience already, albeit only a few games, of being a head coach? Well, well you remember, when he when he did uh, take uh, the spot as head coach, we, we had third and fourth string receivers. We had our whole... Our whole line was just destroyed, man. We were injury prone left and right from the offensive side to the defensive side. And we were still able to make the run we made. So you can automatically take that and, and kind of, you know, put it into what he's going to be able to, to accomplish with all these players healthy and ready to roll. So, you know, you, you have to take all that into consideration. That he's coming in with Michael Thomas returning. We have Jarvis Landry, who has been added to the roster. And all of our people who were already there, you know, as we're just adding more fire to the flame. That's all. You know, so I really, I, like I say, I feel that our run this year is going to be similar to the run we had when we did make that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. And thankfully now, of course, it looks like Alvin Kamara isn't going to be suspended this season. The hearings, I think, in late September, but they're saying that it's unlikely. I think Adam Schefter reported it's unlikely that he's going to be, you know, out for this season or be suspended at least for for that reason. Right. So, and think- and we also have the return of Ingram, who just came back last year and had to really get his foot back in the, you know, in the playing with us so now that he's back and Kamara plus we have a couple of other guys who we picked up I mean we 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 really have a stacked offense man I'm so proud of what Dennis Allen was able to come in the offseason and getting all these guys I'm, I'm real proud of him for that yeah it should be a very exciting season speaking of which we are going to head to our final segment of the podcast, which is, as you know by now, anyone who, who's had the previous podcast but listened to before, we like to give every fan a chance to predict their team's record going into the season. So we give every game, game by game, and our fan predicts win, loss, or tie. So week one starts off on the road uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. You should already know that's a win for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be. I can't see them not being in the top five picks going into right. next year's draft. I think they're gonna struggle. I don't think they'll be the worst team, but I think they will be not great. <laughs> yeah, that's our rival, so they'll never get no. the opportunity to hear me say they're gonna win over us. I'm um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, week two, another division rival. This time at home, a team you've actually beaten a lot recently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, sir, and that's the one I'm definitely gonna be home to in the in the dome to make sure we make the noise we need to make to keep Tom Brady and his gang off their feet and not where they need to be. So you know, we we definitely chalking that one up as a win, also. Okay, week three, another division rival on the road against the Carolina Panthers. They did a good job over the offseason getting a few good players in and, 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 and strengthening up positions. But uh, I still don't see them where they need to be. I feel like, you know, 
as far as our division is concerned, we're gonna we're gonna take the division. So Carolina will be a, a win for us also. Okay, I'm I'm liking the confidence. Um, week four is a game in London against the Minnesota Vikings. That one is gonna be a, a good game. I'll I'll go ahead and say uh, Saints by three. Okay. That's an actually good point. I want to ask you about this. What's because we have a lot of British fans of the sport who come on this podcast, but not many from America. So, what are your guys' thoughts on the games when they are played in in London? Do you because I know it gets split opinion on social media. Some fans don't like it. Some fans do like it. So, what's your stance on the NFL London games? I wish I could go. Honestly, you know, I mean, just to be able to experience it. I mean, you know. It's it's just something unique about it. I I, I like I like the, the thing that they do with that. You know, I wish I could I, I wish I could go when we when we do go, man. Yeah, I mean I would recommend it. I mean also speaking from a biased point of view, but it is almost like they say it's like a Super Bowl atmosphere. Anyone who's been to Super Bowl will say London games are a bit like it. It's like a celebration of the sport, I'd say. It's very much like you got a shit of every team in the NFL, being fans just going because they love the sport. And obviously, that, the one thing you could argue, maybe there's not sort of like a home advantage for the team that actually is down as the home team. But at the same time, it's just an amazing atmosphere. Everyone's in a good mood. It's like a carnival. It is something I'd recommend. And of course, for you guys, it's like a little holiday, isn't it, as well? So you can spend a week in London. You can do all the sightseeing, like see Big Ben, etc. And then go to the game on the Sunday. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. I, I mean, that's why I say I would really like to go because I know that's an experience that unlike no other, you know. And and like you say, it's more of a Super Bowl atmosphere than one team having advantage over the other, you know, because it's a neutral it's neutral playing ground. So you you can't say we got more fans than you or you got more fans than us. It's, it's basically a even up, even up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do think this year might be different for the Packers game because it's their first time ever in London. I know there's a big Packers following in London, in the UK. So I do feel that might be the one game. Actually, the Giants as well. The Giants are very well followed as well. So I do think for that reason, you may see a lot of Giants fans, a lot of Packers fans, but you will still see people with Titan shirts on, with Bill shirts on, with Dolphin shirts on, Bears. Most teams... I've been to seven games now, and every time you do see at least one jersey from every team. I got you. Yeah. Yes. Um, going on to week five, back in the States, you'll be at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. We owe them something, you know. You know, we owe them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I, I can't tell you when, because I just could tell you we owe them something, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we owe them something, so I can't wait for that one. And that is that can be a win for that one, would you say? Was that a win, loss or tie? I'm 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 gonna be biased and say we're gonna win. Okay. Week six, the AFC champions at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Joe Burrow, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they can tie. I, I, but we've taken some people that he know he loves. So, you yeah. know, I know he can't wait to meet up with us too, you know. So, but uh, I'm biased, man. I'm a Saints fan. Who that all the way, you know. 
Of what course, yeah, home, homecoming for him as well. Of course, LSU, LSU, great icon, you could say, there for his time that season. And I think that'll be a tough game, but I, I think that's a good start. If you start 6-0, and that's a, that's a really good start to the year. Um, and then going into week seven, on the road to the Arizona Cardinals, win-loss all tie. That one should be uh, mm, Colin Murray over there. Uh, he has something to prove, so I, I think they're going to put up a fight against us. So that one, that might be a tie. Might be a tie. Okay. Our second ever tie on these predictions. We've had 24, 25 teams so far. Only one person before said a tie. So, um, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. He has something to prove, though. He really yeah, has. I agree. I mean, yeah. all the stuff in the off-season about the whole homework clause and about his whole off-season antics, finally getting that big payment, I think he's facing a lot of stigma. I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, and I do think that he has a lot to prove for the contract he's been given. Right. But... I think, you know, on his day, he's a great player. And I do feel that he can, on his day, be one of the best in the league. I just do question his consistency long term. Um, week eight, the game, of course, we're both going to. Um, when you're at home to the Las Vegas Raiders, how are you seeing that one? Uh, they, they upset us last year. So, uh, definitely, we owe them. We owe them for, for last year. But they are a great team, man. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't overlook the fact that they are a great team. So it's going to be a, a tough one for us, especially being at home. They did us that last year. So this one is going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with the tie again because I can't give them a win. I can't give them a win, but I'll go with a tie. <laughs> okay. Um, week nine is a game against the Baltimore Ravens at home. They might beat us. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson is so electric. And on his day, when it, the whole passing thing is always gets put on him. But I think it's a callback to watch. He's one of the more exciting ones in the league. And I well, think he's so I'm hard to cover you, as well. I'm going to tell you one of our biggest struggles that I noticed, we have a hard time against run-pass quarterbacks. So I'm hoping to see that we have improved on that level. You know, and if we have, then I do believe we could beat them. But until I see it for myself, it's going to be hard because mm. these run past quarterbacks, it, it, they give us trouble all the time. It never fails. Yeah, I, I think I've said it before on a previous podcast. I do think they are a massive dark horse on the AFC. I do think that they are a team that no one's talking about. I think last year... They were doing really well, and all the injuries came, and then their season fell apart. So I think if they kept their players fit, like Lamar Jackson, like their right. defense, I do think that they would have been a real challenge to the, to the um, Chiefs and the Bengals. And I do think that this year, I think it, it will be them playing the the Bills in the AFC game. I do think they'll be for me the second best team in the AFC. I think I rate them that highly. And John Harbaugh as well, fantastic head coach. Right? I do think they're going to have a Tremendous season, unlike your opponents in Week 10, um, as you face uh, on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I didn't uh, get too much information on the Steelers as far as their quarterback uh, situation. Mm. 
But uh, being that Big Ben, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a struggle this year. I, I feel we're gonna beat them because you know they got they got a restructure. They yeah. got a restructure. So you know, I I feel we'll beat them this year. We always beat them, but I think we you know we should be okay. But we're playing over there. We're not playing at home this year. So, mm. but I'm hoping we can pull that one off. Yeah, I mean, I I think they'll still do better than the Browns because of the whole callback situation over there. But I do feel like they'll have probably eight, nine wins at best. The Steelers, I don't think they'll be a team that at all will be challenging. But then again, Mike Tomlin has proved to be an amazing head coach. So if they're right. going to do it, it's down to him more than the players, I'd imagine. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say it, 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 it'll be a struggle because you don't know exactly what he has up his sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Because... It's not really Big Ben that was a threat. It was what he was going to have Big Ben do that was mm. a threat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it gets harder in Week 11 against the current reigning champions, a home game against the Los Angeles Rams. We owe the Rams big time. Two year in a row, owe the Rams. You know, we we owe Two years in a row. <laughs> they, they messed over the year before last, and then last year, they know they could have won that game so we could have made the playoffs, but they lost on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, though. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, we owe them. So, yeah, we definitely going out to bang them up. We're going to beat them. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, that that is. I'm loving this. I'm loving this confidence. I really am. I think I I admire it. That's one of the best things about these fan podcasts is that you do get. So much optimism going into the season, which probably for most teams will be sent crashing down to earth in week three. <laughs> well, you know, right now with the Rams, they're they're more of a thing, a, a pain in our side than the Falcons. In the Falcons, we can't stand the Falcons, but mm. the Rams have become this little team that, for some reason, we just can't get over that hump with mm. them. So. I feel Dennis Allen will have them marked off on the on the calendar specifically, you know. So that's one that I think the true focus of the team is going to be dead on them, them ramps. Yeah, and of course that that blown call in the 2019 season will also add an extra bit of spice to that game. When that happened, were you, I'm guessing you were there. What was your reaction at the time when that sort of call didn't get given? Man, I, you know how they say you got to get over it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm trying to get over it. Yeah. So you know, I just try not to look back to that time because it it really hurt. It really hurt us, you know, knowing that 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 was the decision of the game. Mm. It was, you know, that was the decision of the game. If that call would have been made we would have won that game. No mm -hmm. if and buts about it because we would have been in the position to win. But because the call wasn't made, you know, it just, it knocked all the momentum. It knocked all the win out of the whole stadium. The whole stadium just, we were more angry, ready to fight than anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, we, we, we owe them more than we owe anybody else. So, like I say, I know they have a, a big old mark by that 
by that by their name mm-hmm. for when we go to play them. So yeah, I I agree. And I think as well that looking at how badly they played in that game the following the following game and Patriots weren't exactly at their best in that game. I do think that with the coaching of John Payton, obviously Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and all that and Kamara, I do think that you guys you could you could have done it. Sorry to bring this up, but you could have um actually won it as well, I do feel, if you got there. Because I do think the occasion got to Jared Goff, whereas I don't think that would have right. happened to Drew Brees because he's already been there, done it and won it. Right, right, right. Um week twelve is a road game. Um, you've got two in a row, actually, before your bye week. Is a road game against the San Francisco 49ers. I have a best friend who passed away, and he's a 49er fan. And uh, I hate to say it, but I think they're going to beat us this year. Okay. Um, I, and we had this big old, we have our own personal rivalry. And I, I, I miss him dearly, but... Uh, I think they're going to beat us this year. Okay, um, first of all, sorry if you lost as well. That that can't be easy. Um, hopefully, they can have a good season in his honour. Yes, indeed. Shout out Derek Troy, man. Call him master. Ah, um, yeah, sending my condolences to family as well. Um, but then week 13 is another road game against another NFC South rival. This time it's against the Buccaneers. We're going to sweep them again like we did last year. Okay. Pulling out the, where's the broom? Give me the broom. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that more often, I think. Especially when we play the Jets every year. I'm going to use that now from now on. Um, week 14 is a bye week. So week 15 is once again against another rival at home to the Falcons. Another sweep? Sweep. We're gonna sweep them again and get that broom out ready. Yes, uh, I might as I might as well put the broom behind me. Matter of fact, because the, the 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 ones who you're about to name, the rest of who you're naming, yeah, we're gonna between them, the Panthers, we're gonna sweep everybody this year. Okay, so yeah, you got the Panthers week eighteen. I'll put that as a win. In between that and they get the Falcons game I just mentioned, you've got a road game week sixteen against the Cleveland Browns. It ought to be a good game. It ought to be a really good game. Uh, I'm going to give them a tie. Okay, three ties in a year. That will be some some achievement if you can get three ties in, in a year. Um, and then week 17 is another road game, this time against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is something to, something to contend with, man. And they really... Last year, they, you know, I think the injuries that they 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 came, it kind of stumbled them a little bit. But uh, it ought to be a good game. I can't give them the win because uh, my defense is just a little bit too strong for Jalen. Like they they got his number, you know. But so that's a win on our side. Okay, so that means you have the rather unique record at the end of the season as a. 12 2 and 3 record. Um, so that you'd assume would get you, especially in the NFC, into the playoffs. Should you get there, how far do you see your team going? We make the playoffs, we go to the Super Bowl. Okay, that is confident at its highest. I think that 
obviously the big three to contend with you'd think would be the Packers, the Rams, or, or the Buccaneers in the NFC. Right, right, right. Buccaneers you've beaten before. Um, right. So you also you're backing yourselves to beat those teams as well. Now you, now you catching on. Now you catching on. <laughs> the, our only problem would be the Rams. Mm. I mean, we already have uh, Rogers' number. We have his number already. My defense does not give him a chance at all. Now, if Love is in the game, then it's going to be a different ball game, as you've seen in the preseason game. But Rodgers, we, we have his number. So, yeah, I feel if we make the playoffs, we make the Super Bowl run. Okay, and obviously you, you get there. And would you back yourselves to win it as well, if you get there to the game as well in, in um, Arizona? Uh, depending on who we play, I know one thing though: we the the momentum would be in our favor if we do get there, you know, because we're not gonna be that underdog team that played against Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we are a, a a foundly structured team now, compared to when Sean took us there. You know, it would just be Dylan, uh, Dennis, and 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 whatever he, he chooses to implement that would decide if we're going to win the game or not, no matter who we play. Okay, well, I'm, I'm loving that confidence, and I, I wouldn't be against you guys doing all the way, because I like seeing different teams win it each year. So hopefully you do. But that has been the conclusion of our New Orleans Saints season preview. So thank you once again, Joe, for coming on. And thank you for having us, man. From the, no. from the land of the who that we say, Get ready for a ball-out season, man. It's going to be something serious this year. And I look forward to hopefully meeting you outside the Dome in late October. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We definitely do it big. We'll be tailgating like mm -hmm. always. And thanks always again. For for thanks for having us. Thanks for uh, looking out for the Who That Nation. The, the Saints are coming. We're marching in this year. So everybody be ready. We're marching in this year. Loving that, loving that. But that has been the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast, and we will see you guys for our next season preview. Boo that. <laughs>